Welcome to Appalachian Outdoorosity, where we encourage you to get outside and keep going outside. Here we will share Appalachian State stories that entertain, inspire, and inform listeners about living an active outdoor lifestyle. Each episode features a story, the goal to get you outside, and keep you going outside to improve your overall wellness. This podcast is presented by the Hope Lab, where our purpose is to investigate the role of outdoor physical activity, exercise, and play on the health, environment, and human development. The vision of the Hope Lab is to continue developing the foundation for promoting and supporting outdoor physical activity, exercise, and play through interdisciplinary research. Feel free to check us out at hopelab.appstate.edu. Hi, my name is Becky Batista. I am a professor in exercise science at Appalachian State University and a self-proclaimed outdoor physical activity addict. On today's episode, team member Dr. Joy James, a professor in recreation management, interviews Britain Sides, where they tell us how they got into outdoor recreation and how working at Appalachian State's UREC outdoor programs has built both their skills and community. We're here today with Britain Sides, a student here at App State. Would you please introduce yourself? and tell us where you're from and why you chose App State and what your major is. Yeah, of course. So um, my name is Britton Sides. I'm a junior anthropology major at Appalachian State University. I'm actually a transfer student. I transferred from Wingate University. I just felt like I wanted to be here. I really didn't feel like I was just in the right space. So I ended up applying to transfer to Appalachian State University and got here and absolutely love it. I love the atmosphere. I love the outdoor culture here. I'm from a really small town in the middle. North Carolina called Oakboro, North Carolina. It's pretty close to Charlotte, uh, about 45 minutes from Charlotte. But yeah, that's a little bit about me. Cool. Can you tell us about your favorite outdoor activity? Yes. So I actually just recently got into climbing, specifically bouldering. It's one of my favorite things to do. I've been going almost every day for the past two months to the climbing wall over at the university rec center. It's really awesome. I haven't been climbing outdoors yet, but I really want to do that. I'm just trying to get some people together to go because it definitely can be a dangerous sport to do by yourself. But there's some really great spots over at Grandmother Mountain and just around the area in general to go bouldering. It's a really good workout. It's just really fun. You meet a lot of cool people through it. And I also am really into water sports, specifically stand up paddle boarding. That's another one of my favorite things to do. It's also like a full body workout. It's very fun, especially down at the beach and you can have dolphins. I had a dolphin swim up right by me one time, which was really awesome. So oh, I'm jealous. <laughs> Give me the timeline on bouldering. Was that something since you've come to app like in the last two months or is this something for a year you've been doing? Yeah, um, I've been at app since the fall of 2020 and I was really scared to get go to the climbing wall. I started working over at outdoor programs in the university rec center and I was watching people climb a lot because I got a good view of the of the wall right there and I was like I really want to do that but I'm so scared and, and I didn't have any climbing shoes so I was like I'm just gonna wait because I heard it's really terrible to try and climb in the regular um, like running shoes or tennis shoes so this 
this year, I was like, I'm going to get into it. This is something I really want to start doing. So about September, I really started to get into it. Um, I started going bouldering a lot. I haven't done top roping yet, but that's a goal of mine. My biggest goal for this year is to do, there's different levels. So it starts at V0. It goes up pretty high into the double digits for how hard the problems are. Right now, I've been doing mostly V1s, which is pretty easy. You don't really need a lot of climbing experience. But my goal is to get to a V4 by the end of spring semester. Okay, so let me roll back just a bit. So what's the difference between bouldering and top roping? Yeah, so bouldering is just climbing, no ropes, no nothing. And you have a crash pad that you have below where you're climbing at. So if you fall off, you're going to land on this soft little pad and you don't have to worry about getting hurt. So that's no ropes, no harnesses, no anything. I usually don't go up pretty high. Um, It's just a pretty good workout, pretty fun. Top roping is where you get into a harness and somebody belays you. So you have somebody who's pulling the rope and you're going up pretty high. You could go all the way to the top of the climbing wall if you'd like, or wherever you're at, if you're on a mountain, wherever you're at. Um, And it's really fun. It's really scary because you do go up pretty high and it's really hard because it's way more climbing than you would normally do just bouldering. So it's definitely very difficult, but because you're tied into a harness, if you need to take a break, you can kind of sit back in the harness for a minute and take a break. But yeah, I haven't tried that yet, but I'm looking forward to trying it soon. So, and then you mentioned that in bouldering, there's these different levels, V1 being very basic and it goes up when you said it's like kind of like solving a problem. So the problems get harder as you go up in the levels. Yes. Yeah, they do. Yeah. Thank you. So V1 is if I wanted to start bouldering, that's where I would be at. And that's just as much fun, if not more, if you've never done it. Yeah. Normally it starts at V0, um, which are absolutely no climbing experience. And then as you get up, V1 is a little bit harder than V0s. I started doing just V0s and then moved up to V1s. And now I'm trying to get, um, there's a specific problem at the rec center that I've been trying to get. It's the Halloween themed one. And so I've been working on that one and it's a V2. It takes a lot of work and a lot of practice to be able to build up that strength and build up that grip because it can be really painful on your hands. I definitely recommend doing research on, you know, different holds and how to do those holds because you can really hurt yourself if you're not grabbing them correctly. There's different holds. There's jugs, which is just like a normal, you wrap your hand all the way around it. There's crimps, which are basically just your fingertips. And there's just a number amount of different holds and it gets more difficult as you go. But yeah, it's really fun. It's really hard, uh, but I definitely recommend doing it and trying it out, especially being here at the Appalachian State where you you have a climbing wall on campus that you can go to. They're super nice, super willing to help out and teach you those different holds and teach you how the problems work and everything like that. So cool. One other question with this, just because you sometimes it can be intimidating to go to that sort of wall. Yeah. And it looks like you work there. So that kind of kind of lowered some of that intimidation factor. Is there any other advice for like, if I'm intimidated, what advice might you give me coming in to do that? Yeah, I definitely recommend going with friends. Maybe ask a friend, you know, hey, like I've been really interested in climbing. I would love to go. Want to come with me? Do you want to try it out with me? Usually having somebody you know there really helps. The first time I went, I went by myself, but 
like you said, I do work there. So I didn't know the workers that were there. I think having somebody that you know with you is really helpful. It is going to feel really weird at first because there are some people that come in and they are really good. They're doing really hard problems, but the people are so nice. They're always like, you want me to help you out? Or like, are you struggling with this problem? You want me to like show you how I do it? Stuff like that. It's definitely intimidating at first. But going with a friend, the best times to go when the wall is empty is usually between three and five. So I recommend uh, going between those times because people are in class. They're not really coming to climb. I usually go later at night around eight. And usually there's not a lot of people in there, too. So if you're feeling intimidated, maybe you could just swing by and be like, just see how many people are in the wall or ask one of the workers like, hey, when's the best time to climb? Like, I'm kind of scared to come in. But usually that time between like three and five, two and five is the best time to go because usually mm-hmm. there's a lot of people in there because um, of classes and everything. So good insider tip. Thank you. Yes. Yeah, of course. So we'd like you to kind of tell us about yourself. So I'm going to give you four different questions I have. So the first one is how did you first get interested in the outdoors? So I've always been the kid to be outdoors. Like I always, I had a really big backyard when I was a kid and we had woods back behind our house. So I was always like going and wandering around in the woods and everything. And, but I didn't really live in an area that had like mountains or like big areas to go climb or to go hike and things like that. So I really didn't get into hiking or climbing or anything like that until I got to Appalachian State. And I didn't even know about outdoor programs until I applied for the job. I was looking on Handshake and I was like, oh my gosh, this is so cool. I would love to work here. And so I applied for the job and through that job, I've learned so much. I've learned different techniques for backpacking. I've learned how to light a stove when you're backpacking, which I had no idea how to do, how to set up a tent. And so once I started meeting all these people and like they were sharing all their experiences, experiences because there's some people that do some really cool stuff over at outdoor programs. It's a great way to like come in and just talk to people if you're interested in getting in the outdoors. But I was like, I want to be like that. I want to do cool things like that. So then I started going out climbing more and hiking more. And I got into stand-up paddleboarding, which I had been wanting to try for a while. And I was living at Oak Island for the summer. And my parents had rented, um, they got kayaks and I got a stand-up paddleboard. I was like, I'm going to do this. (laughs) And so that's when I got to stand-up paddleboarding. There were some great places to paddle there. There's some beautiful places to paddle here. Price Lake is a great place to start at. Um, It's usually really calm and it's absolutely beautiful, especially right now when the leaves are changing. So really when I got here is when I really just started to like get into the outdoors and learn so much through like my work and the people that I worked with and my friends about different outdoor activities. And so I was like, I got to do these cool things because this just sounds like such a fun experience. That is so cool. You're, I'm going to pull out two kernels that I want to highlight for our yeah. listeners. One, you mentioned handshake. Yes. What is handshake? 
Handshake is an app that you can use to look for jobs, internships, things like that. There's a specific section for jobs on campus that you can click on and look through. Having an on-campus job, especially for first-year students, is really nice. So Handshake is a great way to look for a job here in Boone or on campus. You could also upload your resume so you don't have to like keep re-uploading your resume and it could just be on your profile and you just click, this is what I want to send to the employer. And usually they'll get in touch with you. You also get messages from people who are looking for interns or jobs to handshake, which is really nice. So uh, it's a really great app to look for jobs and look for internships. Cool. And it's free because you're an App State student. It's part of our program. So the other thing you kind of mentioned, another kernel or treasure, once you got that job and you were outdoor programs, you found your community. And I think that's the hardest part, particularly being a transfer student, right? You come here not as a freshman, not living in the dorms and knowing everybody. So I think that's one of the most challenging things is kind of finding your people. And sometimes you don't even know who your people are because you're still trying to figure that out. So I love the fact that you found a job that sounded appealing and you got a community of people who are kind of showing you the ropes, so to speak. Yeah, it was really awesome. I was really lucky to be able to get this job. I love it there. Every semester we're hiring because, of course, we have, you know, people graduating, people moving on to go do different things. So if anyone is interested, you can check it out on Handshake. And you don't have to be an outdoor person. Like, you can just totally – so I can work there and not have climbing skills, backpacking skills. I can be a newbie and I could still work at outdoor programs. Yes. And that goes for the outing center. I specifically rent out gear to people. So I work at the front desk. Uh, The climbing wall is also part of that. They train you on everything. You don't have to have any experience to work at the climbing wall. They'll train you all on that. We also have trips. You do have to do about a semester's worth of training to lead trips. You don't have to have any experience. You do have to fill out an application for that. And then they'll teach you. We do caving. We do hiking. We do climbing. So you'll get to learn all these really cool skills. And then you'll get to lead people on trips and get to meet new people and introduce new people to those outdoor activities. So there's a lot of really cool employment opportunities over outdoor programs. Britain, is it still the instructor development program? That's what you're talking about for the training yes. or do they call it? Okay. So yes. um, again, for our listeners, uh, outdoor programs, they have this thing called instructor development and their classes that you take to get this training and you apprentice and then you go out and you start leading trips. Yeah, it is fabulous. Yes. And I'll give props to outdoor programs. I'm a rec management professor. So of course, you know, I'm, sometimes I'm biased to my students. I would tell you that outdoor programs trains their outdoor staff. I mean, there's some of the best outdoor leaders I've met and they're all majors. And that's, you know, I hate to say that as a rec major because I'm like, oh my gosh, it should be (laughs) recreation. But no, anybody can do this and be in the field and be an instructor. And I think that's what's so wonderful. They do such a great job of training. Yeah, if you look at it, just uh, I'm an anthropology major. We have some rec management majors, um, but we also have, you know, criminal justice majors, psychology majors. It's all over the place. So no matter, you know, what you're interested in what you're wanting to do with your life outdoors, whether it has to do with what you want to do for your career or just because you love the outdoors, or maybe you just want to get into that culture. It's definitely a great place to go and to start and to get involved in a lot of different things. Cool. I'm going to ask you a question. You kind of answered it, but I might ask you to elaborate a little bit more. What are your favorite outdoor activities? I think you mentioned paddleboarding, bouldering and hiking. 
And so if there's any others that you have, or if you could elaborate on why you like them so much. Yeah. So I really like climbing, mostly just because it's a great workout. It's your entire body and it's just so much fun. And it gives you so much accomplishment when you finish a problem and like you jump off the wall and you're like, yeah, like I got that. I've been working on that for so long. Like I feel so great. Also just meeting so many cool people, like especially if you go to a gym, like the one on campus or there's Center 45, which is over where Hatchet Coffee is. That's a great place to go. They're super nice over there also. Just like meeting so many cool people, getting to get that workout in, and then also getting to just feel that accomplishment is really awesome. And then when it comes to paddleboarding, I love the water, especially the ocean. I never went paddleboarding in the ocean because that scares me. That's really, <laughs> there's actually people who do white water stand up paddleboarding. That's insane to watch. I definitely recommend like looking that up. They're not connected to the board at all. They're just going through these like massive rapids, just living their life, like having a great time. I could never do that, but it looks really fun. But just getting to see the nature and like going out on Price Lake, that's my favorite place up here to go. It's so beautiful and just getting to paddle out into the middle of the lake and just kind of sit there and just enjoy nature and just listen to the birds singing and just getting to be there is just really awesome. Taking all the beauty of this region in general, because it's definitely gorgeous out here. And just being able to take that in and just sit there and enjoy the moment is really awesome. And, and you have your own paddleboard or do you rent from OP? I rent from outdoor programs. Um, yeah, we have the inflatable paddle boards, which are really cool. And they're really easy to be able to move around and everything. Um, so I usually rent from them. I really would like my own. Um, I was going to ask for one for Christmas, but I was like, I kind of want climbing shoes though. So I ended up <laughs> asking for climbing shoes. Um, but yeah, I, I, especially since I work there, I also get to rent the gear for free. So, um, which is another perk of working for the outdoor programs. Um, so yeah. Well, I like what, you know, I, I rented an inflatable a couple years ago for my niece to do this. And it was great. Like you said, I could get it in my car. I didn't have to put it on top. So it was very easy. It was easy to rent and and get out. And I think I had it for 24 hours. So it wasn't like I had to bring it right back. Yeah. Um, all right. How do you think you became comfortable in the outdoors, comfortable to go hiking by yourself or paddling board How did that happen for you? Yeah, it definitely took talking to people and asking people questions. Um, I, once I started working at outdoor programs, I started asking people questions. I was like, what do I need to know to be safe? Because safety is extremely important. Doing any outdoor sport by yourself can be very dangerous. And our first priority when we're talking to people about whatever activity they're doing, hiking, climbing, camping, paddleboarding, we try and make sure that they understand the dangers and how to keep themselves safe. So I think it's super important to talk to people about it, whether you come into outdoor programs or you have friends who are heavily involved in whatever activity you're wanting to do. I definitely recommend asking questions, doing research and getting that information. So you know how to keep yourself safe. Um, I also recommend, you know, always having friends is always really good um, to keep you comfortable, to keep you safe. Uh, It definitely is really hard to go out there by yourself and try a new thing. 
And that's with anything. And I think just having a good friend to support you or to be there with you is always really awesome. So I would say those two things are key, whether whether you walk into outdoor programs and are like, hey, I really want to try this, but I don't know a lot about it. We have a massive book that has anything and everything you could want to do, and we can help you plan trips. We can help you learn how to pack your backpack. We can teach you how to set up a tent. There's so much information we have in that book. It's our trip planning book. So you're always welcome to come in. We love telling people about it. We love talking to people, helping people plan trips. So that's an awesome resource. And also just having friends, having somebody you're comfortable with to go out and to do something new with is always nice. When listening to Britain share their experience, we can see they overcame a common constraint to outdoor recreation, beginner's embarrassment or intimidation. Research on leisure participation constraints for women, LGBTQ, and people of color include not seeing people who look like you, body image, fear of attack or harassment, outdoor pests, critters and animals, access to natural spaces, and economic circumstances. These constraints can be overcome through determining what is holding a person back and what motivates them. App State's Outdoor Programs is set up to help students, whether beginners or experts, be able to develop their outdoor skills and gain confidence. One other way to overcome some of these constraints is to build community or become part of a supportive outdoor community where people encourage beginners, cheer on each other, and continue to challenge each other in the activity. Today's episode is brought to you by the Hope Lab. One of the goals of the Hope Lab is to find ways to get people outside. Working for an outdoor organization is one way to gain skills and connect with others who are interested in the activity. Visit appstate.hopelab.edu to learn more about the benefits of being outside. Let's listen to the rest of the interview where Britain shares how they built community and what motivates them to continue their outdoor recreation pursuits. So is there any one person that's been a major influencer for you in terms of helping guide you? Yeah, my supervisor last year, um, their name is Mac. I talked to them a lot about getting into the outdoors, doing some new things, and they're really awesome. Um, they still work there now. Every year, uh, we have a different supervisor. Our supervisor now is really awesome too, Cece. She's also been a great help just talking to her. She also works at the climbing wall. So I'm like, hey, Cece, you know, what problems should I do? How do I do this? Or how do I do that. So a lot of my supervisors have been really great. And also my boss, Val, and um, the GA, Dusty, over at Outdoor Programs. They're both super amazing, so nice. I was actually talking to Val the other day. I was planning on going backpacking, and she was like, yeah, let me just tell you some good places to go. Uh, it was going to be my first time backpacking. So she was like, here's some good like starting places to go. Here's like some things you might need to know, which is really awesome. And then Dusty, he's so great. He's such a he's such a great guy. Um, he's been such a great person to have in my life um, and learning about the outdoors and just being able to talk to him about his experiences with the outdoors. Um, and he also helps uh, do the resetting of the climbing wall. So I can always get the little inside bits of like what problems to do and what new routes they've set and things like that. So sounds like a, just a wonderful community of people. Yes. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. You should be their poster child for it. (laughs) I actually was uh, at the beginning of the semester, uh, CC, my supervisor was like, do you want to like come talk to the freshmen at like club events and stuff? And I was like, yeah, I'd love to. Oh, that's Uh, awesome. That's exciting. Yeah. 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 
not only do they build you, you know, they train you in your position, but they kind of cross train and are willing to, you know, give you advice and then give you opportunities over there as well. Yes, for sure. There's, there's so many things to learn just for yourself. Um, when it comes to just building skills to have a career, just building those basic like connections and just how to have a good work ethic is really awesome. And just getting to have a good group of people that you feel comfortable around and you can just learn so many new things from is really awesome. Cool. All right. This is the last question for the kind of the interview part. Um, Basically, tell us a story about an outdoor experience that has influenced you. It could be a funny story. It could be a surprise or it could be a lesson learned. Is there do you have any story like that from your experiences in the outdoors? I'll talk about my first time going stand up paddle boarding because that was a really cool experience. When I first got onto the water, I didn't start standing up. Um, I started on my knees. Um, I was like, I'm going to take it slow. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So I definitely, you know, recommend if you're going paddle boarding and it's your first time, you you can go ahead and start out standing up if you feel comfortable. But starting on your knees is also okay too. Um, That's what I did. And I just remember like, feeling so good. I was, I paddled out. Um, there was this big open area where like people could sit on the beach and it was a pretty big area. And then there was like a Island on the other end, a little small Island you could go kind of walk around on. And then on the other side of the Island, there were little channels of water and there was long grass and it was just a beautiful place to paddleboard. And I remember I had just gotten out and I was in the middle of the water and I see this dolphin. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I please, please like come up again. And it comes up again. And it's probably like, if I bent over, I probably could reach it. Um, So yeah, I was just saying that I was like crying. So I was so excited. So I'm like sitting on my paddleboard and my parents were behind me. They were kayaking and they were like, what is it? Like, why'd you stop? And I was like, there's a dolphin. Like, that's so cool. It came up right next to me. And that was just such a cool experience. And so I paddled on my knees for a little bit. And then I was like, okay, I'm, I'm ready to stand up. Uh, we had stopped on this Island just to look around, check it out, see if we can find anything cool. And so we're heading back in the water and I'm like, I'm going to stand up now. And I got about to the middle and I fell off <laughs> the paddleboard. And at first I was like, oh my gosh, this is so embarrassing. But once I got back on the board, I was like, you know what? nobody was watching me. Everybody's going to fall off at some point. You're going to fall off so many times. That's totally okay. Paddleboarding is hard. You're not going to be able to stand on it perfectly and paddle for like an hour or two without falling off. You're going to fall and that's okay. Like that's a part of the learning process. And I think that's something I had to learn because I was so scared of falling off. I was like, I have to be perfect. I have to, I have to stay on it the whole time or else I'm not doing good, but you know, when you fall off, it's like refreshing because you're sweating from paddling. (laughs) So you get that like refreshing, cool water and it's like, okay, like I'm re-energized. I'm going to get back up. I'm going to try again. And that's really important. Just accepting the fact that you're not going to be perfect. You're even like the first, however many times it takes a while. Well, and I still do stupid stuff. And yeah. (laughs) funny how those emotions kind of come up and you're embarrassed. And I look around Did anybody see it. Yeah. And I love what you're, you know, advising us is everybody falls, everybody fails, get up, do it. 
and look at the positives and keep practicing. Because if I was afraid I was going to fall, I'd never do anything. Yeah. And I'm so glad that you were able to get yourself to stand up. And, you, you know, embarrassment is, a, is an emotion. Yeah. And yeah. hopefully it's not an emotion that deters us from ever trying it again. Um, and I think you've also suggested your community that you are around with outdoor programs. You're a beginner and yeah. it's hard and it can be embarrassing. And yet they're very nice to you. And they're like, can, how can we help you? They're so excited. So I think yeah. that's the other cool thing is surrounding yourself with people who support that and understand it's awkward and yeah. you've got to be brave. And then they're kind to you. Yeah. Yeah. And I, like, I like to think, especially when I'm climbing, I'm like, I'll see some people doing really hard problems and I'm like, well, they've been where I was. Like they, they had to get past the level that I'm at in order to get where they're at now. So I think that's a good way to think about it. Whenever you see someone that's like really doing some cool stuff and you're like, I really wish I could do that. Like they seem so cool. Like I wonder what they're thinking about me over here doing like V1s and they're doing like V7s and it's like, wow, these people are really cool. And just kind of think like, you know what? I can be there one day because because they were at the place that I'm at right now and they had to surpass that to get to where they are. And so like that really motivates me just seeing people do these really cool things and being like, I'll, I'll be there one day. That's, uh, that's the kind of level I want to be at one day. So that's so awesome, Britton. So awesome. Thank you. Well, that kind of wraps up the interview portion. We have a segment, we call it getting the dirt on getting outside. What is your biggest fear about the outdoors? Um, my biggest fear, I watch a lot of true crime. And so going out, I'm like, oh my gosh, like I'm, I'm out here by myself. Like it can be really terrifying to just be out there by yourself and know that like there there's wild animals, there's other people around. Um, you're kind of in the middle of nowhere. So that's always really scary, especially for people who identify as women. Like that's, that's terrifying going out there by yourself. And it's definitely something that I wish we didn't have to worry about or fear about or anything like that. But that comes back to, uh, doing that research and knowing how to be safe out there. Um, so you can be prepared for things like that. Cool. I, I would also add just from my own experiences, because I was like you, I didn't want to go. Well, I, I wouldn't say I was like you, but I, when I first started, I, I wasn't, I was more likely to do things with friends. It was hard to go do it by myself because I didn't know, or I was afraid. And what I can say as years have gone by, now I go by myself because as you get more competent and comfortable, you know, like you said, how to be safe. And sure, it's always better with friends, but it's really empowering when you can solo something yourself, you know, and just say, oh, nobody's willing to do it with me. So I'm going to go do it. Uh, That is a fear that I think all of us are kind of like, oh, wild animals. I'm not sure about. Yeah. (laughs) All right. What is your most embarrassing outdoor moment? Uh, my most embarrassing, I would say, so I went hiking one day um, over at Rough Ridge and my roommate was out of town and I was dog sitting. She has a pit bull mix. His name is Dexter. And so we're going up and we're good. Like we're chilling. We're having a great time. And it had actually rained earlier that day. And if you've been to Rough Ridge, you know, it's really rocky. It can be really slick. 
And so we get to the top, we sit down for a little bit. Um, I give him his water and I'm like, okay, let's head back down. And this dog is probably about the size of me. <laughs> and so we're going down and he's just wanting to run. He's like, it's, I want to run down this whole path. I want to go. I probably fell like five or six times. I was trying so hard to like get him to just stop and calm down. And it was just not working. And there were people like trying to walk and like I'm over here slipping around everywhere uh it, it was really fun it was fun going out with him um but it was so embarrassing just like being have mud all over me like him just pulling me down and me not being able to control him because he's like my size so yeah. um it was yeah. really embarrassing but it was really fun though isn't that funny how you can be embarrassed and have fun at the same time yes of course like oh what is a must-have piece of outdoor gear equipment, something you would never leave home without or something you can't live without in the outdoors? I would say water bottle. I can't go anywhere without my water bottle in general. There's so many things, but water, you can't, you can't go without water, whether you're just going out for the day, whether you're just going for a few hours or whether you're going overnight, like make sure you have a big water bottle and make sure you know where to fill that water bottle up and make sure you know how to get clean water. Cause that's just super important when you're doing extensive exercising like that to make sure that you're staying hydrated and you're drinking good, clean water. So, all right. What is your favorite local spot? Um, I really like Rough Ridge. I go there all the time. It's so beautiful. Once you get to the top, it's only a mile hike, but it's a pretty good workout. Cause There's some, it feels like boulders sometimes when I'm yes. climbing. It's like <laughs> you're having to really hike up or do some serious lunging to yeah. be able to get over them. Yeah. There's some big rocks and like, it's a really good workout, even though it's only a mile, but once you get to the top, it's so beautiful. And it's just such an, um, awarding experience. Once you get to the top, it's like, I just, I just get to witness this beauty. Now I get to sit here and going down is always way easier than going up unless you have a pit bull with you. That's pulling you down. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, yeah. I was, some students were talking to me uh, that they, they've seen a lot more people uh, at Rough Ridge. And so they started doing sunrises. Yes. That's always like, a great thing to do. That's a good idea. I hadn't thought yeah. about that. Yeah. And it's beautiful. I've never been at sunrise, um, but I know that just imagining it, I'm sure it's absolutely beautiful once you get to the top and like, you're seeing the sunrise over the mountains and it's just absolutely gorgeous. I think the hard part's getting up, right? Like I don't want to get up that early. (laughs) Yes, definitely. All right. Well, Britton, we so appreciate your time and enthusiasm and kind of your story through outdoor programs. I think that really showcases how student affairs can really be impactful to a student's life and help you find your community and a hobby that's going to be a lifelong pursuit. So I'm, I'm thrilled that you were able to join us today. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. This was a lot of fun. So <laughs> I'm glad you enjoyed it. As we wrap up the interview, we want to share some resources for you. Check out this episode's notes page for resources on App State's outdoor programs, hiking trails, and other topics from our conversation with Britain. We want to thank Britain for their insights and stories. Appalachian Outdoorosity Podcast was created by Melissa Weddle, Becky Batista, and Joy James. We also want to thank our podcast producer, Dave Blanks, from App State University Communications. We leave you with the following quote by Amy Poehler. If you can dance and be free and not embarrassed, 
you can rule the world. 